What's up, everyone? This is Podcast Gameverse, episode 129. Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Wow. Uh, this is the Wasabi Show. It's just me today. Rick's not here. He's out doing, like, having babies and shit. So, uh, welcome to the Wasabi Show. Um... That was a new little jam I made. <laughs> uh, it uses like a bunch of like Commodore 64 sounds, I think. Um, wait, I can actually. Yeah, yeah. A thick ass fucking kick. These are all like a little chip tune track. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna put that on the album. We're gonna put that on the album. We're gonna get um Playboy Cardi on it. <laughs> I think it'd be a hit. Uh, video games, guys. Give me a bit of a laid back show. It's just me. We're just chilling. Don't got much to talk about other than um I played that I played that Warhammer game. You know about this? You heard about this? Dark Tide. Um and I gotta say, it's it's like a um, so it's like a sequel to it's like the 40k version of the Vermintide game. So have you ever played Vermintide? It's like it's like a Left 4 Dead, but I Vermintide had a much more melee focus than your your traditional Left 4 Dead. And Dark Tide is the the 40k version of that i'm not a warhammer guy first of all so like the whole 40k and warhammer non-40k thing i'm like i don't i don't really understand 40k is like forty thousand years in the future is what i understand 40k to be but so the 40k version has guns and shit but it still has a lot of melee. And what I was surprised is that like mechanically it has a lot of, it it has a lot of mechanics to it that you don't really see on the surface. But once you start playing, there's like this tutorial you go through and it's like, Hey, you can, um, you can melee attack and there's melee combos. And then you can do heavy attacks with your melee. If you hold the uh, trigger, and then you can mix it up with light attack and heavy attack combos. And then you get like a push move and then you can push enemies away and then do a follow-up attack. Uh, there's four different classes and each class has a different set of abilities. Uh, I picked the veteran class. It's more of like a straight up shooter. Um... 
there's a ton of like weapon variety. You get like laser pistols and machine guns and I was hoping to find a shotgun at some point, but I hadn't, I hadn't seen a shotgun. I played for like three hours, didn't see any shotguns. And other than that, it does the Left 4 Dead thing. So like you're just fighting hordes of zombie-like creatures. And they're like elite creatures who each have their own distinct thing about them. You know, there's like your, your bloaters. I don't know what the fuck they're called in this game either. Other than there's like, you know, dogs. We call them dogs. Hamtaro says, is it better than Back for Blood? Yes. It's way, it's ba Back for Blood. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no. Back for Blood is like, okay, is this, that's more of like a straight up traditional Left 4 Dead style game. And I think what Dark Tide is doing is way, it's way more different. <laughs> it's way more different. Okay. Uh, because it just, it just has a lot more mechanics. Like, um, there's like suppression because there's, there's enemies with guns now too. So a lot of enemies will just shoot you to shit. Um, so there's a lot more focus on cover mechanics. There's a lot more focus on suppressing fire. Like if you're shooting at an enemy, they'll like run and try to hide for, for cover and shit. And if you run up on an enemy, like if you run up on a ranged enemy, That'll force that enemy into into doing rain, uh, melee attacks. So, Joker says Persona Five. I get, Joker, you come in here and you say nothing but Persona Five, and then last time you said, "Give me mod powers," <laughs> uh, which is funny. I think that's funny, but yeah, uh, but there, there's a lot more mechanics to this game that. Uh, different differentiates itself from just being a like a typical left for dead like it's much more class focused so like the class i picked was much more of a gunner but i was playing with rick the other day and he picked he he did his class is like a mage it's like a magician and he has a power that just makes people's enemies heads explode so like if an elite enemy comes up he'll just be like i'm popping it i'm popping it and he just pops his he pops their head like just instantly you're like, wow, that's a awesome move to have. But he can only do that with like one enemy at a time. And then there's a um there's another mechanic that the more uh I forget what they call it, but it's like um it's like a poison type of effect that reduces your max health. So I'm showing some gameplay on the screen right now. If you look in the bottom left you can see our health on all the way on the right side of our health bar is like a little purple. And that purple is like, um, it's like a debuff to your max health. So the thing about that class, the class that Rick was playing is that the more you overuse that guy's powers, his magic powers, the more you use that, the more it drains your max health. And the only way to get your max health back is by using a, uh, health recharge station. So it's like it's a very powerful class has a lot of like AOE type of abilities. But if you overdo it, you like you can really fuck yourself up. You can just kill yourself. There's been a lot of times where Rick just kept killing himself because he just kept using his powers too much. And I think that's a great that's a great way to balance that that type of class. You know, it really it's it's something that's entirely different from like the Left 4 Dead formula 
that a, a lot of games just kind of just do the Left 4 Dead thing, and they don't really try to mix it up a little, um, like, at all. So, like, this game does a lot of cool stuff with its, um, with its mechanics that uh, is very interesting. Now, here's the other thing is that the performance is fucking god-awful, man. This game runs like dog shit. It's crazy to me (laughs) Uh, that I've just never seen seen a game come out that I could not run at, like, medium settings at 4K um, and get, like, and, like, maintain, like, a 60. This game I have to run at uh 1440p with DLSS ultra performance DLSS. So I think like what is that? That's probably like 720p internally, and then it like upreses it back to 1440 is what I, I what I think is doing. I hope it's doing because that's insane. And then not only that, because not, not even that is enough to get even like medium graphics. I've just set everything to absolutely low and I just barely get 60 frames. It's, it, it's I've never seen a game run this shitty. I, I'm running a 3060 RTX uh, and it just, it, it 100% is my GPU. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, you said you're sure it works now. We played this last night. We played this last night. I downloaded a 30 something gig patch last night and it fixed the, the big issue was that RTX, the, uh, ray tracing was on. Even if you turned it off in the settings, it was just on all the time for everyone. Even if your GPU didn't support ray tracing. It was on even if you turned it off. So I was getting like when I when this game launched, I was getting like nine FPS. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Uh, so I had to do some searching. It was like, okay, they've they fucked this up. They are ray tracing is on. So we figured that out. But even then, even then, it's still bad. It's bad. So. Like everyone's making the jump to Unreal Five. I don't know if this runs Unreal Five. I don't know if it does, but I, I mean, I don't know. I know it's running Unreal. I know it's running Unreal. I don't know if it's Unreal Five yet though. Um, but the performance is just not is not good at all. But. That's like that's like the worst thing I can say about this game is that it just runs like shit. Everything else is like really, really, really good. Um, the soundtrack, the sound design overall is like top notch. They they have some really fucking good sound in this game. Um, like you know the thing that Left 4 Dead does is like all all the elite enemies have a, like a sound cue that goes with them. So like when the when the strings play. You know something a specific like the witch is about to come out or some shit. I don't know what the sounds are, but it like it does stuff like that, like like uh the as you get like a huge bass drop and then you know oh the bloater's coming in because he's big and fat and then so you know you get that bass. Um, it does stuff like that. This game does it does the exact same thing, uh, but the sounds are like 
I like the sound. I like these sounds way better. It's like um, there's like a flamer enemy that comes out with a flamethrower, and his sound is like the distinct sound. Like you know that I kept hearing this, and I was like, I was playing with Rick, and I was like, Hey man, you you like are you running a stove or something? You're like who's fucking with your stove, man? Uh, cause that's the sound that the flamethrower guy makes. He makes a sound like you're turning on a stove, and you know you get those clicks, like the it's like that, like. You keep hearing it. And it's like, what the fuck? Who keeps fucking with the stove? And there's no, it's that guy coming out. And it's like so. It's such a good sound for that. Um, like everything in the game kind of has like a really good sound like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was that good that I kept thinking that it was like coming from like somewhere else. I was like, who the fuck keeps fucking with the stove? Um, but like the sound effects are good. The soundtrack is really good. I don't know who the fuck did this soundtrack but it's like it's really good i I can't even explain what it is it's it's like orchestral but it's also like synthetic at the same time it's like wait let me see if i can turn i'm gonna turn up this audio and see if we can uh hear a little bit of it because it's it's pretty good and this at this point in the um in the gameplay we're we're like in a big like boss fight moment so I think this is a moment where the, the, the audio was like really, really good. Let's see. Oh, there's green shit coming out. <laughs> oh, that? <laughs> yeah, you can only hear it a little bit in that, but it's like, it's, it's, it's so good. Like that's probably my favorite thing about the game was like the sound design. Um, what else? I think another problem the game has is that it doesn't have, and it's not just this game. It's actually a, an issue with a lot of games that come out now on like Game Pass, and then you come out and they don't have like a Steam version. Is that um, there's no cross-platform play even within the PC ecosystem. So the Game Pass people can't play with the Steam people, and even within that, there's no like version parity. So the, like, the Steam version would be like ahead a couple versions. And then once like that's like stable, they'll push it out to the Game Pass version. So I'm playing the Game Pass version, which I recommend you start with that version. Uh, I think the game otherwise like $40, but I don't, I I, I you know, I think for me, I'm not, I'm, I was never a Left 4 Dead guy. So every time we would kill like a boss or an elite, I'm like, where's the loot? Did it drop any loot? I'm looking for loot, man. And this is not that game. <laughs> this ain't a loot game like I want it to be. So, uh, but it's got, it does some really cool stuff. So, um, it's worth checking out on game pass. If you have it, you should have it. Um, which the other thing I didn't realize about Game Pass is that it comes with the EA Play subscription. It just comes with EA Play. So you just have all those EA games in the uh, in the EA app. I went in there the other day and I saw that I could just download Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, with the only caveat being their latest games are games that just release day and date on there you get a 10 hour trial for like the latest games, but everything else you can just, you can just play. 
and I'm like, oh, this is great. Ten hours. First of all, ten hours. That's all, like all I need. Like I don't know if I'm gonna spend more than ten hours playing the same game these days, um, unless it's like a story focused game where it was like a definitive ending. But ten hours for the latest Need for Speed. That's a seventy dollar game, and it's just included with Game Pass in my Game Pass subscription, which I didn't realize until I loaded the fucking EA app up. And I saw the little icon for EA Play. So that's also something I want to check out. I think I'm, I might check that out a little later today. Because um, I've got that installed. And um, yeah, so Dark Tide, Warhammer, 40K Dark Tide. It's uh, pretty good. If you're into Left 4 Dead, it's it's worth checking out because it, it remixes the, the formula in a very meaningful way. Uh, that I think keeps it fresh in a way that most Left 4 Dead clones just don't do. They just really just adhere to what Left 4 Dead already did. And I don't know, for me, it's boring. This stuff gets boring as a person who doesn't, who's not already in love with Left 4 Dead. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for, <laughs> I don't have much to talk about. You know what else happened? Uh, Pong, the video game Pong turned 50 years old. Now, I don't really have much I don't really have much to say about that. You know, Pong is a little before my time, so not a little before my time, a lot before my time. So, you know, but like it was a good it was a good uh it was a good like foundation. It was a good turning point for the games industry as a whole. Like that, I can at least recognize. It it laid the it laid the foundation for what video games would eventually evolve into over the next like generations. So like it being fifty years old now, put it put a lot of shit in perspective when it comes to uh, how art evolves or how technology evolves because when you think about 50 years 50 years is not a long time you 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 think you see pong and it's like pong is like 50 years old now and you see something like god of war ragnarok and you're like man we've really come a long way but in 50 years we didn't do shit yet i i like i don't think it was like 50 years or it might have been like 50 years between like the first if you like if you look at like other forms of art or entertainment or just media in general if you look at like the movie industry the the idea of like moving pictures or motion pictures uh i think between like the first moving picture between when that was like invented or discovered or whatever the fuck you want to say uh it was only like another 50 years before they did like citizen kane which if you like if you're like a film buff you're like that's like highly regarded as one of the most if not like maybe not the best movie ever but one of the most important films ever made it kind of revolutionized the way film is looked at in terms of like cinematography and shit like that so like that was about 50 years 
and then you can see where we we where we've come from Citizen Kane to now. We've we've made like leaps and bounds. Like shit's just it's it's like way better now. Um. So when I put that like when I put that fifty years in perspective and like shift it into like video games, I'm thinking like okay, what was like what were like the cornerstones of video games that we could say yeah this was important this was this was like um a uh, a very important turning point in the in the art of video games um because what I look at I look at like um i look at the the home console or like you know like the atari 2600 you know i look at stuff like that i look at maybe like the like the first like handheld console maybe but then i look like i look at um i look at stuff like you know when we transitioned into 3d like nintendo 64 like that whole era was groundbreaking, especially for me, because that's when I that's when I was like my most gamer, uh, you know, in my young years. Like, what was I like? I was like seven years old, eight years old, when the fucking N sixty four came out. So that's what blew my mind. Like coming from like a Super Nintendo to a Nintendo sixty four. I was a Nintendo kid. Fuck you. Uh, you know, going to a Nintendo sixty four. It was mind blowing, dude. And then playing games like Super Mario sixty four and Ocarina of Time, which is to, to this day is still my favorite game of all time. I think one of the most important games for that entire like three D generation. Like that game was foundational, and both of those games were just foundational. And okay, we've we've we can do three D. But how the fuck do we do 3D? It's as as a Nintendo 64 kid, seeing going back to at the time I didn't have a PlayStation, so I would go to my friends' places and play like their like PlayStation shit, and then like playing games like Tomb Raider and fucking Croc, and you know like Silent Hill. Not that you know those those games are like good in their own way, but there was just something about the way they controlled that just after playing Super Mario 64 and uh, you know, all these games on N64, I'm like, you guys, you guys went two different ways with how you decided to go into this 3d space. Cause a lot of those PlayStation one games were like, you know, they were like turret controls you know, they didn't really figure out how to control shit back then. Where when I look at, you know, Mario 64, it's like, oh, you guys nailed it. You guys nailed it in your first attempt. So, like, I feel like that was a, like, a, a huge turning point. And then, like, from there, it's mostly just been, like, graphical fidelity stuff. Or, you know, like, the technology has gotten better. Or, I guess more of what I'm looking for is just the way we make games has to change right because it was definitely with when we went into 3d the way we thought about how we make games changed fundamentally because they had to it was just a different you had a whole different you had more axes to think about 
You know, you look up and shit and be like, oh, wow. You can look down and be, oh, I can fall down there. Um, so I think from there, we haven't seen much innovation in the way games are made. But there's been a lot of innovation, like graphically, obviously, audio wise, obviously, I think. I think one of the crutches that video games have is that they try to be movies too much. You know, they try to mimic the movie industry. We were talking about this like earlier or like in the last podcast, I was talking shit about God of War. Now, look, God of War is a great is a great game. Right. But. I just I feel like it just tries to be I would rather watch it than play it as a video game. I think it fails in that regard of the part where it's a video game is just not very compelling to me. So I think, I think in the future, so like what the next 50 years, if we think out, if we extrapolate another 50 years, what's going to be the next, what's going to be the next thing that has us rethinking the way that we make video games. I don't think it's going to take another 50 years, obviously, because we're already doing some of it now. I think with like the some of the stuff they were talking about when they first were announcing like the PS5 and the Xbox Series X is like we're going to break the walls down guys. It's going to all these limitations we have, we're not going to have to deal with that anymore. And then, you know, here we are like what like 2 years later and we're still not seeing anything that really takes advantage of what these consoles can actually do. So I think that's going to be the next one of the next big leaps. And like we can do this, we can do this differently because we don't have the same limitations that we did over the past like couple generations. You know, that's why in every video game we're like, you know, you can do no load screens. But what you have to do to do that is you have to have a scene where Marcus Phoenix, you know, touches his ear and walks real slow because it's actually loading in the next zone. Or Marcus Phoenix has to boost Dom up over the ledge and then, you know, it collapses behind you because you can't go back because while you were doing that animation, it loaded the next zone in. Or, you know, you you go through a, a huge elevator in Mass Effect because it's loading the next area, but it's trying to hide all this stuff so you don't actually know it's doing that unless you know how video games are made. And then, obviously, you know what, you know, you can see behind the curtain a little bit. But that, all that shit, I want to go away because it can go away now. That we don't have to make games like that anymore because the limitations are gone. So that's what I want to see. That's what I was hoping for. That's what I was wanting to buy a PS5 for was that I'm like, oh, this is going to completely revolutionize video games and hasn't really happened yet i'm still waiting for that but then the other thing is so i think the next big revolution is going to be vr i think vr is still in its it's vr vr is still in its pong era we need to think about vr like we think about pong right now is that 50 years ago we pong came out and People didn't know, people weren't quite sure where that was going to lead us, but it led us into, you know, where we are now. I think with several more iterations on the whole VR idea, 
making it more accessible for people. You know, I think these bulky headsets is just not not quite the way to go, but it's kind of what we have to deal with right now because we just technology just hasn't. It'll it will get there eventually, but I think it's just right now it's just way too cumbersome. But then also the price needs to come down. Like everything needs to really just be better for like just a normal consumer. Like my mom should just be able to just put one of these things on and just start having fun with it. You know, once we get there, I think VR is really going to be like the next wave of not only just video games, but like almost like really anything like you slap one of these on and you just immerse yourself in like a movie or a TV show or you slap one on and it's just, you're in like your, your Zen garden. You can just relax and chill out. But, um, anyway, that's all I had to say about that. Pong is 50 years old now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, game pass. Game Pass is still happening. We mentioned Game Pass a little earlier. Um, when we were talking about Warhammer, which, uh, hey, if you end up getting Warhammer on Game Pass, join me. I'll, I'll keep playing it as long as I have people to play with. But uh, they're updating Game Pass this week. There's already been a couple of uh, good additions. Very good additions, I might say. Let's see. Eastward. Eastward is on there, which is a game that I've been wanting to check out. Um, Walking Dead Final Season is on there. Totally reliable delivery service is on there, just on PC. I'm assuming that was on console already. But Here's a big one. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Cloud console and PC. I've been dying to play this, but I didn't want to buy it. Especially since I already have all the other Star Wars Lego games. And I'm like, I don't want to buy. Give me a discount, man. Uh, but now it's on. It's on. It's on Game Pass. That's out now, too. That was out now. Hello Neighbor 2. That game came out today. That game launched today. It launched on Game Pass. Cloud console and PC. I never got into the Hello Neighbor thing, man. I don't I don't understand it. Maybe I'll load that up and just see. Well, so it's like a hide and seek game, right? But with like Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was like a um Dead by Daylight, but apparently it's just AI. Which is interesting. I thought a player controlled the uh neighbor. Chained Echoes hits Game Pass December 8. What is that? Three Kingdoms, Fighting for Centuries. Prepare yourself for an adventure in a world full of wondrous magic. Mechs, charming characters, airships, and vicious foes. Doesn't say anything about what the game is, but I'm, I'm assuming it's like a tactical RPG just from that description. Metal Hellsinger hits Xbox One on December 8th. That's a game I need to check out. A rhythm FPS game, not unlike a Doom, but a uh, Doom with uh, rhythm. High on Life. Now th this game has been on my radar for quite some time. 
it's a first person shooter from Justin Roiland, one of the co creators of Rick and Morty. So it's got like that kind of comedy, but you 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 hear that and you're like, okay, this is gonna be stupid. But the gameplay looks like it looks like they showed like I I remember seeing like a boss fight, and it looked like a classic boss fight from FPS. It looked like a Metroid Prime boss fight or like a um like something out of Halo, like a good fucking boss fight, multi multi tiered, you know. You'd get them down to a certain health point and then the whole arena would change. Like that kind of shit is like what I'm talking about, man. Like it looks really good. It looks like it's made by people who know what they're doing. So, but also it's got some comedy to it. So that one's drop in on cloud console PC, December 13. So potion craft. I think that's been out for a bit now. That's hitting console and PC December 13. An alchemist simulator where you physically interact with your tools and ingredients to brew potions. Rainbow Billy. The Curse of the Leviathan. Cloud console PC December 15. A wholesome creature capture 2.5D adventure puzzle platformer. With over 30 hours of gameplay. It sounds like... It sounds like a... Sounds like Pokemon, but like, what if it was like also a Metroid game? It's almost what that sounds like. Might have to check that out. Family friendly, openly accessible RPG infused adventure. Man, they use a lot of hyphens and a lot of commas in this description. <laughs> uh, you must save whimsical creatures by bringing back color to the world you once knew. All right. All those are coming to Game Pass. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check out. I'm definitely going to get Star Wars. I'm definitely going to... Um, I'm waiting for High on Life. That's gonna, I think that's going to be my next big game I sink myself into. Yeah. Lots of good stuff coming to Game Pass. There's also a PlayStation Plus update. PlayStation Plus is updating today. In fact... You can get these games right now on PlayStation Plus with the big one, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, I've been dying to get back into in the Mass Effect. Um, every time Mass Effect comes up, I have to tell the story of how fractured my entire Mass Effect experience was because I didn't I didn't play them. I didn't play any of them on the same platform. I played the first one on PC. I played the second one on PS3, and then I played the third one on 360. Which, if you know anything about Mass Effect, you know that your your character is supposed to tra- your character and all your choices are supposed to transfer into the next game. And I didn't get that experience, so it, I found it I found it difficult to care about anything any of the characters or any of my choices really because it just wasn't my story anymore so so i'm hoping to jump back in it i own that game actually i own it on pc so i need to just get into it dko divine knockout what i understand about this game is that it's this game is launching on playstation plus so 
This is a new, I think it's a third person platform fighter. Let's look at the trailer here. It comes with a little trailer. Um, it almost, it almost, almost reminds me of like a, like a smite almost, but it's not a MOBA. It's a, imagine smite, but what if it was smash? That's what this game is, which is a interesting take on that. I, I, I don't think I've seen many other games do like the smash style thing, but do it in like a different perspective. This one's entirely third person 3D. So, let's see, can we hear this? But I don't see the point. Do you want to dance? Okay, well, that's that's Divine Knockout DKO, as the kids call it. So, that's just dropping on PS4 and PS5 today. 3v3. Uh, 3v3, looks like it's got 2v2. Um... I would imagine as 1v1. Um, yeah, that seems cool. Then Biomutant is dropping on PS4 and PS5. Uh, so I played this game when it launched, and it was not... It was okay. Like a lot of people hate on this game, but it's like not bad at all. It's like an open world. It's almost like... People want to say it's like uh, Borderlands, but... Uh, it's more, uh, how can I put it? It's been a while since I played it, but it's, it's Borderlands esque, but it's way more open world. It's, it's, it's third person. There's a lot more customization involved with your weaponry. You get a melee weapon and then I think you can carry like two other ranged weapons, or I think maybe you could just carry like just three weapons. You can switch between them. And there's a lot of customization. So you can you can tweak the the a uh, huge focus on crafting and just manipulating the effects that your weapons do, and there's like a a dodge system, you know a lot of jumping and rolling and and dodging shooting. Uh, when you shoot your gun, that goes brat brat brat, like a comic book. But that's the only thing in the whole game that looks like a comic book, so it's not very consistent with that. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool game. Um, I think they've expanded upon it since it launched. I haven't gone back to take take a, another look at it, but it's a very cool game. I think it's it's worth checking out. Like that's a good addition for PlayStation Plus. I think so. Oh, apparently it includes the uh, mercenary class DLC, unless they just put that picture there and didn't actually include the DLC, which would be ridiculous other than it do. Didn't say anything in the description here about that DLC, but um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, when the game came out, there was a whole class that you had to buy separately that had different abilities and shit, so <clears throat> interesting game. I, I should go back to it and see what it's like now. I kind of fell off of it, though I put a lot of time into it. But it's a it's a pretty good game. Um. Okay. But what else? What else we got to talk about? What what else is happening in the news? What what else is in the news today? Monster Hunter Rise is coming to everything. So. Everything. PS PS four PS five 
Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, Windows, Game Pass, everything. Now, if you remember, Monster Hunter Rise was exclusive to Switch for a while, and then it eventually came to PC, which is where I own it. Uh, came to Steam specifically. Um, very good game. Very good Monster Hunter. I enjoy it thoroughly. The problem is, it doesn't have cross-platform play. So if you want to play with your friends, I that that has to be something they're working on. I can't imagine that this game runs its course. This this game ends its life without having cross-platform, because that would be a bummer, dude. That'd be a huge fucking bummer. So, as it stands now, it does not, it will not have cross-platform play. So, you better coordinate with your friends, and uh, if you're gonna, I would say, get the Game Pass version. That would be my, that would be my, I think, ideal way to play this. I mean, I already own it on Steam, but, you know. Get the Game Pass version, and then you just have Game Pass, and you got a thousand other games you can play on there. But yeah, coordinate with your friends and see where you guys are going to be playing this, because that's you're going to be locked into that decision, <laughs> and you're not going to want to change. So, um, yeah, that's coming on January twentieth. So next month, next year, next month. Um, what else? What else is happening? There's not much happening, guys. So, uh, some games are coming out though. Video games are releasing. Hello Neighbor Two is coming out. We already said that's coming to Game Pass. It's on Game Pass right now. Uh, but it's also it's if you don't have Game Pass, it's also on PS4 and PS5. So. And like Steam and shit. So that's out right now. Thursday, December eight, Chained Echoes. Now that's also coming to Game Pass. Let's look at the let's look at the trailer here. Let's find out what this game is about. Um It is a turn based JRPG. Uh that looks interesting. See, I like I like I like diving into these like games that they you know they come out and you're like what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, this looks all right. Looks like a little uh, it like a turn-based RPG. Looks like a SNES game. Pixel art. Yeah. Almost looks like a like a like a Secret of Mana almost. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. The Chained Echoes that comes out December 7. December 7, which is a Thursday. What else is coming? The Rumblefish 2. The Rumblefish 2. This is a fighting game. Uh, it's a 2D fighting game. What is this? This is a legendary arcade game, so this is something 
Uh, they're bringing this back, I guess. I've never heard of this. Developed by Dimps in 2005, this fighting game gained popularity for its smooth visuals, powered by SMA, as well as a high level of strategy driven by its two gauge system. And with the addition of new current gen features, it's even easier to play. Okay. So, if you're into uh, 2D fighting games, this looks like SMA is smooth model animation. Okay. Five button fighting game. There's a dodge button. Oh, cool. You don't really see that very often or ever. What's another fighting game with a dodge button? I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm not a fighting game guy, I should say that. I mean, I like the ones where you can mash the buttons, like a, you know, like a Dead or Alive or a, or a Soul Calibur, you know. I mean, I want to get off in a little Soul Calibur. But uh, this looks dope. The Rumblefish 2, that's coming out. That's coming out. On the 8th. Thursday. I might, I might throw that in the wish list. Just to keep a note of that. Keep a mental note of that. What else? Samurai Maiden. Is this a hentai game? Um... Not according to the tags here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna show this on the screen. <laughs> Samurai Maiden, a young woman from the 21st century with a sharp swordsmanship skills, finds herself in Honoji during the Sengoku period. Together with a trio of newfound ninja friends, she races through the underworld beneath Honoji, confronted by enraged corpses at every turn. Oh, this is a oh. This is a third-person action game. I thought this was a visual novel. This actually looks okay. Wait, can we hear this? We have audio. Okay. Samurai, Samurai Maiden. This looks okay. How much does this cost? That's a sixty-hour game. That's a sixty-hour game. Okay. Well, you can play Samurai Maiden on Thursday, December 8th, uh, for $60. That's on PC, Switch, PS4, and PS5. It would be a PS4 game. That is, that is the exact kind of trash I would expect on PS4 and Switch, which is just a new Vita. Okay, what is this? Witch, Witch on the Holy Night. This one wants me to verify my age. Okay, what is this? This is a this is a visual novel based on the wildly popular game. Oh no no. From the Oh, it's from Type Moon. Who did Fate Grand Order? Get this on the screen. Oh, it is on the screen. Okay. Good. What is this? It's a visual novel. Okay, here's your visual novel. Yeah. Yeah, that's a $40 visual novel, guys, on the Switch, so, let's see, this is a remaster of a Witch on the Holy Night, 
which is a coming-of-age story set in the vibrant, bustling 1980s, which follows an innocent young man and two young witches. Right? It has fully voiced characters, remastered visuals, and full HD. Okay? So, I don't know if you're into uh, visual novels. No video, no trailer of this at all. So... Get that visual novel for $40 on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, it's also on PS4. PS4, too. Okay. Friday, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent. PC, Switch, PS4. Let's see what this is about. This is a... Okay, this game's already out on PC. <clears throat> and it's sitting at mostly negative. It's actually 24% positive. Uh, so, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what this is about. I'm going to read some of these reviews, too. Uh, it's a fully-fledged strategy RPG set in the world of Class of Heroes. Uh, create your own party of students in a fantasy realm. Pick them up and guide them to victory against the monster hordes. Okay. Looks like a tile-based strategy RPG. Cool. Why Why do people hate this? Okay, it doesn't have English, for one thing. There's zero English. So, maybe that's why it says that on that. You can't buy a game and then review it badly because it says it right on the page here. But let's, what are the reviews here? There aren't, there are no reviews, or oh, there are no reviews in our language. All the reviews are, okay, from people who actually know the language. <laughs> okay, well then. That's interesting. Hold on, let me. Season ticket, volume three, is not allowed to be stored. What's the situation? Okay. Let's see what people say about this here. The first half of the plot has been complicated or break the level. And the second half of the follow-up plot is a DLC season ticket tied to 1,000 Taiwan dollars. I will definitely not spend money to buy it again. If you want to see the real conclusion, please pull. Go to the bottom to see the last point. At present, most of the negative comments are due to the fact that the keyboard is difficult to control. And it is obvious that you have to use the keyboard to input the name. Okay. Play until the ending. Even if I search for the strategy page, I can't find anything at all. Some bosses use magic that grants stun, but it can be dealt with by evacuating. Rearranging after the magic is activated. And let me say specifically why these are negative reviews. I don't... Let's see one more here. As a little disappointing place, it is impossible to operate with a mouse and keyboard. If you want to play the game, please buy a controller. Because you don't even know which key corresponds to what. That's it? Just because you can't use a fucking controller? Or a keyboard? Yeah, that's... Oh, here we go. Here's a good review. 
Automation for a game that was less than two gigabytes is unbelievably shit. Alec was moving from the tutorial, and when a monster fell, he stopped and screamed. Entrusting the transplant to a college student would be better than this. Both the product version and the trial version are emojis. If you are interested, please do a bug fix. I'm going to buy the Switch I just sold. Fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's... What's this game called again? That's uh, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent. Go out and buy the Switch you just sold. Fuck. That's coming out. Or it is out. Apparently it's out already. On PC, on Steam. But it's coming it's coming to uh coming to Switch and PS4. Choo Choo Charles. Also dropping on PC December 9th. This game I've I've seen a, a little bit of. It's a horror game in which uh you go to build a train to escape while at the same time there's an evil train chasing you uh this looks interesting this looks good for like a good like multiplayer thing i wouldn't play this by myself because it looks like you need someone to operate the train and then someone to like shoot there's like a turret on the back of the train so when you're running away and charles is chasing you you can you can fucking shoot at him uh this looks fun This looks fun. Um, let's see, or maybe it's just a single player. Oh, is this just it's just a single player game? Yeah, I wouldn't play this by myself. Um, yeah, there's not much more information about this. There's no price. There's no price. Just the date, December ninth. So. But um, yeah, basically a game where you have like your own little train, and you—it's like an open world game. So you're supposed to like go out and loot stuff. You're like building something, and then while you're just out, there's an evil train with like spider legs <laughs> chasing you. It looks really cool, but I—I would I would, would want to play this with like a squad. We can like coordinate and you know, one guy's a turret guy, one guy operates the train. You know, maybe you have two guys that go out and like scavenge stuff. I think it's a, a missed opportunity here, but looks cool otherwise. Choo choo Charles. I think we got one more. We got one more release here. Let's see. Uh Dragon Quest Treasures. Oh, I remember seeing this. It's a Dragon Quest like loot game, right? Open world looter. I think. You can also like tame monsters. Let's read the description. I don't want to fucking guess what this is. Um Dragon Quest Treasures. Uh with the vast world of Dragonica Draconia to explore and tons of tantalizing treasure to find Eric Mia. And their cute companions will need some help. 
treasure hunting. Race over open fields, scale cliffs, glide over gaping chasms, locate loot, and even the most friendless, fiendishly inaccessible spots. Okay. Description's not very useful. See a little trailer here. Okay, the trailer's not very useful. Here we go. I want to know what you do with the loot. Are you like, oh, I would play this on anything but the Switch, dude. Honestly. Game, this would be perfect for like a Steam Deck. So I can just like explore and just loot shit. Uh, I want to know what you do with the loot. Like, are you crafting weapons? Are you killing monsters? I'm oh, sure you are. It's a Dragon Quest game. Tons of monsters. Are you just getting... Okay, the loot looks like it's valued at stuff. Can you sell the loot and get gold? I don't understand. This is interesting just to look at, really. Uh, is there, okay, is there dialogue in this trailer? Hold on. The base also houses a shop, a pellet factory. You want something? Merci and a cafeteria. It's a one-stop shop. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Dragon Quest Treasures. I don't know. I think I'll wait for that to hit Steam. That's a sixty-hour game, too. So, have fun with that. Um. Boy, I've never been the guy that like ties price into the file size of your game. This game is three gigs. That's a sixty-hour game, so I don't know. It seems a little seems a little overpriced if you ask me. But you know, maybe there's a lot of good gameplay there. I don't know. It comes out December 9th on the Switch, and that's gonna do it here. You know gonna do it for the wasabi show not not a whole lot going on so you know not much to talk about but that's totally fine uh that's totally fine um guys you can go to gamerverse.com wait wait hold on hold on you can go to gamerverse.com Gamerverse.com slash Twitch, Gamerverse.com slash YouTube, Gamerverse.com slash Discord. Hey, we're in Discord. We've always been in Discord. You can you can give us money in Discord now. That's something new that Discord is doing, is that you can give people money. Uh which I don't know how I don't know how they're servicing that to people. Maybe it's just built into the server boost now, because previously server boost did not give anyone anything. But uh, you can do that now. Okay, I'm gonna. I think that's it. Um, enjoy, 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 enjoy. Might come back with some Need for Speed. So we'll see about that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bless. Job bless.